the magic to O's is customer service, is a relationship. And I tell that to our team all the time. Everybody who works there, the magic of O's is all of you. You can get good food at many, many places, but making the, the experience personal really means a lot. Welcome to Mitten Money, delivering insights from Michigan-based business leaders, big and small. William Zank, host of Mitten Money at TriStar Trust, loves nothing more than creating this masterclass so that you can get insight to guide your leadership journey in just under 30 minutes. Subscribe today and connect with William at mittenmoney.com. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to another episode of Mitten Money. Just as a forewarning to anyone who's about to listen, you might be slightly hungry after finishing this episode. Not only has this restaurant been immensely popular since its opening, it's also won many state awards for having the best burger and steak in Michigan. So do you have any guesses who it might be? It's none other than O's of Auburn, Michigan. Throughout the interview, Mark, who's a co-founder of O's, shares so many great pieces of advice on staying true to your vision, how to design a food menu, and even a little glimpse on their future with their new Bay City location. So this is simply an episode that you won't want to miss. So welcome, Mark, to Mitten Money. So Mark, when you initially decided to go into the food business, what made you interested in buying a restaurant in Auburn versus other potential locations around the Tri-City area? You know, As I was doing this research for the podcast, I can understand or I understood that this was also when you bought that restaurant in Auburn, there's a big renovation that was also done to the current building. And so if you don't mind, could you describe a little bit what attracted you to Auburn specifically? And then also what attracted you to this current building as well? When Laura and I together decided that we were going to pursue opening a restaurant, I have to be honest, we really didn't have a super specific location in mind, but we were drawn to the Auburn area. One, because Laura grew up in Auburn, her parents live in Auburn, and so she is an Auburn person through and through. And so she was really familiar with the, with the area, the environment, everything about Auburn. Coupled with that, where we live, our kids were part of the Bay City Public School District and went out to school at Bay City Western. And so it was just a familiar place for us. The building itself, just attracted to it because of its history there, been there well over 100, I think 15 years now. And, you know, not really a historic building per se, but just the oldness of it, uniqueness of it. It's really close to the road. And in today's world in Auburn, if the building were to be rebuilt, you couldn't get it that close to the road. So we kind of liked that part of it upon visiting and having, you know, ate there a couple of times. And, you know, we just really fell in love with the place. And so then I approached the owner and said, hey, would you ever consider selling? And, you know, our conversation ended up with, you know, us owning the building. So I think just from a small town, you know, Laura growing up there close to our house, it was an easy trip for us. And then just the demographics of Auburn and then the building itself being how it is, I think was just the draw. Oh, sure. You know, I could definitely see that, you know, I'm an Auburn resident as well, but just being able to, I feel like there's a good draw too. you can draw people in from Midland, draw people locally from Auburn, Bay City, Freeland. So it just kind of makes sense just to be able to go draw in so many different local populations in comparison to being in one place or another. So that's really cool. Yeah, Bill, it's interesting because I think, you know, people initially thought when we had shared with family and friends that we had bought it, we were renovating it. I think people thought, God, there's nothing really in Auburn. Why there? And I think people did miss you know what you just talked about that. Yeah, it is a little bit of a trip from Freeland or from Midland or from Bay City, but it really isn't. I mean, it's less than 10 miles to all of them. So it really is kind of a central location. And that turned out to be a win for us, for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. And so I've been a longtime customer of O's and I've always been really impressed with nearly every menu item that I've tried in the past. And so when you were initially preparing for that restaurant to open, what was that thought process for you for creating this new menu from scratch? So I have to be honest, I grew up in a family of small business and my mom and dad owned actually a meat market back when I was a, a child. And so I grew up in the meat business, but part of selling meat is being able to cook some. And so I always had a love in the kitchen and, and as well as my family love to cook. And so I have to be honest, when we first did the menu from scratch, it was full of a lot of things that Mark and Laura love. And we opened and I have, you know, we were there a few months and it was like, why are some of these items selling? You know, we really love these things. Bill have had to sit down many times and say, just because, you know, Mark loves something or Laura loves something doesn't mean the general population will love it. And so we were always very flexible and adaptive. And if something didn't work, we 86 it. I mean, we redid the menu. We tried something else. We also have have asked customers in the past, you know, what would you like to see? What is something that would appeal to you? And there's even a few items that are on our menu now that are customer creation. So, you know, just being open-minded and being able to, hey, this isn't working and change direction, I think was a real win for us. So that menu has evolved over time to what it is today. Sure. And so then double-clicking in that a little bit more, what's been a surprising menu item that's done pretty well for you? And then if you had to go pick and maybe... There isn't one specific favorite. Maybe there's a couple favorites you could rotate between. Do you mind sharing one of your current favorite menu items? Yeah. So one of the things I think that's probably surprising as you ask that for us is Brussels sprouts. And, you know, we serve it as an app or a side, but it's one of those things that I think most people probably didn't eat very often or even consider that that would be a, you know, something that would turn out really well. And so our Brussels sprout appetizer or as a side is, is just something that's been really surprising. We sell a lot of them. They're just a flash fried and then the cooks make a balsamic vinegar reduction and they pour that on top with a little bit of bacon. And, you know, bacon is good on anything. And it's just been really a surprising menu item for us. So, you know, I'd have to lean there probably as far as a surprise. For my favorite, that's a really tough question. I would probably say our six foot separation burger is probably my favorite. But burgers in general, I think are just feedback from customer and based on volume we sell. I think burgers in general are probably a favorite of customers and myself. I do sneak in a Reuben sandwich as much as I can. So me personally, I really, really enjoy the Reuben sandwich, but I enjoy sauerkraut being Polish. It's just something that I really love. I do think our perch dinners are great as well as you know, steaks and chops, but those are just special days. But, but burgers probably by far, I think are our best item. Sure. That's a, that's a really interesting answer. And so something that really also struck me from my research is that I read that when you initially opened, a lot of your wait staff had no waiting experience whatsoever, which is really surprising for me because in my own personal opinion, your business has some of the highest, most consistent levels of customer service out of nearly any business that I've visited. And so what would you attribute to that success? So when we initially started hiring, you know, Laura and I had a lot of discussion about, you know, what our, our vision was for O's and, you know, how we wanted it to become a destination, not just within our area, but within the state of Michigan. And when people are driving by on the highway or whatever, they're stopping or people are making a, a trip to come to O's and, and, and we still drive towards that every single day. 
But anyway, we sat down to go through interviews and it just kind of turned out that we ended up hiring, as you said, most of our staff, if not all, I'm trying to remember back that far, but with no experience. And I think part of that was through some of the interview questions, people that had experience, I think could have helped, but maybe would have forced us to shift from our vision. And, and so I think it was just, we need to get people that are, are raw and buy into the vision and, and where we want to see it go. And, and I can say that, although I do help with kitchen and menu items with my love of food, you know, Laura, my wife is really the centerpiece of customer service and relationships and those things that owes. And she is, you know, the best customer service person that I've ever met. And I'm blessed to, you know, have her at my side doing it. And I think the staff has just really done a great job of taking her personality, her lead, her love of O's and running with that. I can tell you though, Bill, probably, you know, when you open something new, you get this huge rush of people and everybody wants to try it. And I can tell you, we were a few months in and we were just struggling as a staff with not a lot of experience as owners trying to get our feet on the ground. And Laura and I had a sit down and I said, hey, maybe we need to shift a little bit and go back and find some people with experience. And Laura was dead set. And no, let's just keep going forward. Let's just do our best every day. Let's keep going forward. Let's just keep moving. It's, it's the right thing. And, and bless her heart, because eventually it just broke through. And, you know, we had a staff that did it O's way and loved to do it O's way. And, and now that culture that we have there, anybody new that comes in just seems to fit right into that. So it was a journey. But just keep your eye on the prize or the vision and keep doing your best every day to get there. And that's kind of what our philosophy was. Sure. That's such a special story. And so other than happier customers, has the focus on that customer service helped your business in other ways? For sure. You know, I'm going to talk about it from an individual standpoint. And, and I'm going to even use my kids. You know, I have three daughters and my daughters have all run through the business and work there at some point. So I'm most familiar with that. But I but I think anybody that worked at O's and has experienced O's would kind of tell you the same thing. So from an individual standpoint, you know, relationships happen in everything that we do. And I like to tell my, I told my kids that, that, you know, serving and being around people is a life skill and you can take that wherever you go. So although, you know, so it's always serving, you know, I always tell my staff, think of the positive things you gain out of it, whether it's an interview somewhere whether it's communicating with someone above you, whether it's communicating with a peer, whether whatever, it, all those relationship skills, you know, pay and will continue to pay off through life. So, and I think our staff in general, whether it's, you know, kids that have come through as a, as an intermediate stop onto something better that has helped them in their careers. And, you know, many of them still come back and say, man, I just loved working at O's and I'm, I'm a professional today, but man, if I could work a day or two at O's just to, stay on top of the relationship side, you know, it's a, it's a real win. So we do have people that come back all the time and pick up a day or two based on that. But, you know, I just think customer service and, and being able to do that, it's a life skill. Yeah, absolutely. No, to your point, exactly. I think it's a life skill that really, no matter where you go within your own career in pretty much any business field, I mean, you're going to have to interact with not only your coworkers, but possibly also people who may be buying your product or service. And so that's a that's fantastic, not only advice for anyone, but then also just fantastic business advice as well. And so I know that it can sometimes be daunting to try and pick the right things to go do to try and you know gather and gain that support from the local community. And so what are some of the ways that your restaurant has been able and yourself has been able to do to give back to the community? 
you know, we really try to support as many things as we can. And we really, really believe in that. You know, some of the things that we hardly ever say no is anything that has to do with schools, schools that need help, sports teams that need help. We do a lot of individual things for people in need, whether it's GoFundMes, whether it's trivia fundraisers at O's where we're collecting money to help someone who might be struggling in the community, you know, whether it's events, you know, giving away gift cards or or things like that, golf outings we've helped with. I don't want to, you know, say we're an open checkbook because we're not. I mean, we've got a business to run, but we definitely strongly believe in doing what we can to help the community. And I and I think the community has helped, you know, has seen that and, and responded. You know, when we had the pandemic over the last couple of years and had the struggles with trying to keep restaurants open and restaurants functioning and all of that, the community just you know, it was a time for the community to give back to us. And we are so grateful for being able to get through that and getting the community support that we gave them to give back to us. And, you know, being on the other side of it, it just reinforces Laura and I's thought that we just need to continue to give and support wherever we can and put O's out there as a thank you for helping us get through. So in regards to your prior answer, Mark, I know that during the pandemic, like what I mentioned, I've been a, a lifelong customer of your business and O's. I know that you guys did several things throughout the pandemic, whether it was car side service. I know at one point you guys were doing outdoor seating. And then I know at one point too, I think there was some press about possibly that people were thinking about and possibly could have brought ice shanties, <laughs> ice shanties to your guys' parking lot. So they were able to go continue to go eat outside because I believe that there are still some limitations for what you guys could do potentially indoors. And so when you guys had to go make those shifts, what was that thought process like to make sure everything was be able to go execute well? Because obviously, I mean, you guys are running a restaurant, I believe O's open 2013, 2014, but then all of a sudden you're having to go make this big shift. And I can imagine that it's a lot harder to, it's a lot harder to run a restaurant, have food be hot, have happy customers outside in comparison to running the indoor business. And so do you mind talking a little bit about that too? For sure. Yeah. With the challenges that came through the pandemic, you know, it was always, what is the next thing and the next thing and how do you handle that? And even, you know, honestly, Bill, even today, as we sit here, you know, where is the restaurant industry going and, and what is O's future in that? But at that time it was sitting down and thinking about, okay, how, how do we survive? You know, how do we get through this? How do we make it work? The shanty thing was incredible. We had few events where people would line the parking lot with shanties and, you know, our servers would be taking food out to shanties. That was awesome. We did have outside seating, as you mentioned as well. You know, we experimented with a few other things for a little bit. We tried to do like an A&W kind of thing where you pull up uh, servers, not on roller skates because it's winter, maybe ice skates, but servers would go to your car and wait on you at your car and then take food out there. We tried that for a little bit and that was kind of successful. We had drive-through, you know, where we offered just a very few menu items if it was a Friday, just fish fries. And so you could drive up and, you know, order perch dinner or, you know, cod dinner or whatever. And we could have those things ready. We did that for burgers. And those were super successful events where you really didn't need to order. Hey, you just drive up. I'll take four perch dinners and we hand them and people go. And those were, those were just super successful things, but it's just all, you know, trying to get real creative at that time, you know, we didn't have online ordering and I knew that takeout was a big thing. So we quickly implemented online ordering at that time to help us get through that as well. You know, one of the things I find interesting too, is having three daughters within their early twenties, 
they're always up on, you know, what's the next thing. And so it's, it's crazy, but Laura and I are always talking to the kids, you know, where do you see restaurants going? How do you want to eat out? You know, what's your future? What, what do you like? And so some of the stuff I have to say, I think, man, that's kind of crazy, but I put a lot of thought into it because, you know, they're the next generation in order for O's to survive. We always have to be one step ahead or thinking of the next thing. So they're, they're a huge asset for us. I also ask staff members that work for us, you know, where do you see it going? And, and we take all that into consideration as we move forward. Sure, that's wonderful. And I know from some recent news that it was announced that a second location for O's is coming. It looks like this location will be on the river in Bay City. And so do you mind sharing some details about that? And then is there a potential date or do you have a potential date in mind when that could potentially be open? So I knew this was going to come up and I, and I, that's a great question. So yeah, we are in the process or have purchased the old Hooters location in Bay city, you know, on the river. And we are in the, the middle now of getting together architectural prints, designs, etc. We have plans to change the current building as it sits. And so right now it's in that stage, you know, I would love to tell you that you know, it would be open by midsummer, but that may be a stretch. There's just a lot of unknowns in the, in the supply chain crisis. I guess if I could say that today, you know, with getting furniture for the restaurant, getting kitchen equipment for the restaurant, you know, things that we need to do to be able to open could present challenges for us for timing. So it's really hard to put timing on it. You know, but we do have to have a goal. And I talk a lot about vision and goal and that. So, you know, I'd love to see it by midsummer. But again, that really could be influenced on on where we go. One of the other nice things about, about that is that, so we live right off Midland Road. And it's kind of coincidence as I sit here today, eight years into the restaurant industry that we, we pull out of our subdivision, turn left and drive six miles down Midland Road. We're at one restaurant. We turn right, drive six miles down the road. We're at the other restaurant. So it's kind of weird. Both our places will be on Midland on Midland Road. And so we really look forward to to that when it comes. But again, a lot of work ahead. No, that's that's all really good news. And so a follow-up question from that was the second location, when you think about those goals and the vision, was that you would think somewhat in the works or was this a just a potential opportunity that came up and you're like, you know what, this could be a really good fit for our business and let's try and think through and see if it could make sense for our business. Well, probably for the last, I'd say four years or so, we've considered another location and we almost pulled a second location in Linwood at one time ago, but my father at that point had gotten really sick and it just was too much for us to care for him and to take another restaurant on at that time. So unfortunately that didn't turn out for us, but either way, you know, we are where we are today and things happen for a reason. And in this one, we looked at it over the last couple of years, probably three times. And at this point, we just felt like it was, you know, the time to do it. And, and I can tell you that it was, as you mentioned, is a really busy place. And we've had many discussions about, you know, how can we improve our, you know, make our kitchen bigger? Can we make O's bigger? Can we change the building? And, and as I talked about earlier, the specialness of the building, we just didn't want to change that recipe at all. And so what do you do with the overflow or what do you do with the rest of the people that want to come and love O's food and love our atmosphere and people that work for us? The only decision was to find another location and, and therefore, and, and close enough that, you know, people from 
Bay City don't need to drive that far. People from you know Midland can drive a little farther, Freeland, whatever. And that location we just felt was really special. Being on the water and being at the end of you know historic Midland Street, we just really looked forward to being there and helping get that community and helping all the businesses down there as well. I mean, we just can't wait to get there. But again, with that, we'll keep Auburn. Auburn's our roots. Auburn is, you know, where we grew up and Auburn is what gave us the opportunity to do the Bay City location. So the love for Auburn won't, won't fade at all. Now that's, that's fabulous to hear. And so now moving along to our signature question, I know that we already talked about relationships a few times, but talking a little more about it. So at TriStar, while as a firm, we provide comprehensive wealth management services to our clients. At the center of all that are relationships. Building genuine relationships is something that we talk about every day. And I'm sure that you find relationships as a key part to being part of the community and within your own career. And so can you talk a little bit about that and maybe share any examples you've experienced firsthand with regard to the importance of building relationships? You know, relationships are really the fabric that keeps our business, our lives, our personal connections together. And, you know, one of the things as, as humans and as business owners, you know, we're prone to make mistakes. I mean, that's, that's what we do. And part of building a relationship and, and building trust and understanding is that when your time is as a business owner or a companion, a parent, I don't care where, where it is, you know, it's your time to make a, a bonehead mistake or, a, you know, people are more apt to understand you made a mistake, offer, you know, sincere apology and and move on. And I think relationships are the basis of all that. As well as we talked, you know, it's just a life skill that that you take wherever you go. But, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today without, you know, without relationships at all. You know, it's crazy, Bill. I think we we have great food. You mentioned that. We have a great staff, but I think the magic to O's is customer service, is a relationship. And, And I tell that to our team all the time. Everybody who works there, the magic of O's is all of you. You can get good food at many, many places, you know, but making the, the experience personal really means a lot. Being open, honest, sincere. And if you make a mistake, just admitting, hey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And what can I do to make it right? So that's my thoughts. Mark, for those people who want to learn more about yourself or O's, the, the restaurant itself, what are some good resources for the listeners out there? We do have a website www.ospubandgrill.com. And then also we do a lot on social media. So, you know, Facebook is always an option there. We do Instagram as well. Not as much, but we do that as well. But I, I would say either website and or Facebook are probably the two spots to get most information about O's. There is some other stuff. If you were just to Google O's Pub and Grill, you'd see a lot of other stuff out there on, on the web, whether it's you know, best appetizers in Michigan, whether it's best steaks in Michigan, best burgers. And there's a whole bunch of stuff out there that you, that you could find on us. So that's where I would search. Other than that, anyone is always free to reach out to any of us and we'd be willing to, to talk. Sure. Great. And thanks again, Mark, for coming on. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Mitt Money. Please don't forget to follow our podcast so you don't miss when new episodes drop. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. You've been listening to Mitt and Money. Sponsored by TriStar Trust. Subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at TriStarTrust.com. <laughs>